as I take the witness chair in the packed committee room, I see that my inquisitors are seated on a raised platform, very theatrical, I think, and appropriate for this twisted morality play. Chairman John S. Wood bangs his gavel. He makes a few sanctimonious remarks and urges me not to seek refuge in the Fifth Amendment, even though he acknowledges it is my right to do so. Miss Goldman, he says, if you have made a mistake in the past, now is the time to rectify it. Remember that Jesus Christ came to this world to offer forgiveness upon repentance. And I'm thinking, Jesus, he's quoting, a Jewish radical who talks about redistribution of wealth from the rich to the poor. Just imagine what Huack would have done with that lot. The committee has learned that the Apostle Peter's real name is Shimon Ben Yona. Sure, he changed it to Apostle Peter when he went into show business. <laughs> Chairman Wood yields to Representative Donald L. Jackson of California, a self-ordained father confessor who absolves all those who name names. He wastes no time. Do you know Anne Revere, he says? Silence. Do you know Gail Sondergaard? I lean into the microphone. Mr. Jackson, you are aware that the United States Constitution, he cuts me off. I don't need you to tell me the Constitution, Miss Goldman. I have a copy of the Constitution. Max always said, when they hand you the straight line, give them the punchline. <laughs> the words just fly out of my mouth. You probably can't read your copy of the Constitution, Mr. Jackson, because you've been wiping your ass with it. <laughs> and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> Chairman Wood bangs his gavel so hard it breaks. Everyone is shouting. A clerk knocks a stack of papers off the rostrum and sheets go flying around. A voice from the press gallery yells, finally! Two federal marshals are dragging me out the door and someone spits on me. I cannot argue with the charge brought against me, contempt of Congress. That's just what it was. I am sentenced to one year at the federal prison camp in Alderson, West Virginia, the warden takes a shine to me when she finds out I can type and spell. I get three months shaved off my sentence for good behavior. I have a distant cousin in Boyle Heights, Los Angeles, and I move there after my release. The weather in LA agrees with me. I avoid all my former Hollywood friends and turn down every request for an interview. I never speak about the blacklist or even read about it, except in the obituary column as one by one, all my colleagues who were hauled before the committee depart this life. Finally, it 
occurs to me that I am one of the last survivors. <laughs>